Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. But no, it was a it was a very crazy eventful day today. It was the day that all 32 NFL teams trimmed their roster to 53. Welcome everyone to another episode of Believe in the Houston Texans. I am one part of your show, Ruben Calvillo, and I am joined by always a handsome man, Harley Dugan. How was your cut day going, buddy? It's okay. You're still salty over Roy Lopez? Oh, okay. Well, well I mean, I mean, I mean, if we're being honest, I'm not going to let that go. Okay. Mm. Some things never change. All right. That, that's what I'm going to say. But I, I will move. I will move past my Roy Lopez love and uh, let's get into let's get into this roster that we got a full 53 is set official by the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. But first and foremost, the Houston Texans did a trade today. They continue to add to the offensive line and they have traded for offensive lineman Kendrick Green who was a third-round pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, started off as a center, I think played more than 10 games his rookie year, mm -hmm. then didn't play at all in his sophomore season. And then this year, he was practicing at fullback. And when you go to surprise, like not a surprise, cause, but who are some names that will be cut? When you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, you see Kenji Green up there at number one. Uh I don't know how I feel about the trade, you know, a six round pick obviously doesn't mean anything right now, but come draft time, you know, you never know what you're going to get with the six round pick. And if this guy was going to be cut anyway, I don't see why the Houston Texans had to give up something for him. Yeah, I actually agree with you there. Um, I can see why Texans fans are frustrated at that. I mean, yeah, at the under end of the spectrum, you can be like, oh, all they gave up was a six-round pick. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I, under I understand that, too. But I didn't have to give up anything at all. We're second on the waiver claim, mm -hmm. aren't we? Like, we, I mean, I don't understand it either. So uh, I understand why they got him. I get that. I just don't understand why we had to give up a pick, essentially. Uh, granted, six-round pick, conditional six-round pick. I think it was conditional. Um, but still, it, I mean, you could have just grabbed him with your second spot in the waiver claim. I, mm -hmm. Unless they ultimately believe the Panthers were going to grab him at number one, um, then, okay. But we don't know that, so we'll judge it. No, and some more news. Second-year offensive guard, Kenyon Green, is put on the IR, out for the season, will have shoulder surgery. This is a tweet from Aaron Wilson. Offensive guard Kenyon Green, hard luck continues. After undergoing arthroscopic knee surgery this offseason and having knee surgery last year before the rookie season, former first-round pick is now set to have shoulder surgery and is out for the season. His boy Kenyon Green has been in the hospital bed so many times during his young NFL career. I'm not giving up on Kenyon Green. And we talked about this last night. I said that I expect them to be starting week one. Come to find out his season is done. But it sounds like the Houston Texans call this season off 
so that he could get ready for football. Like you mentioned yesterday, still only 22 years old. He he needs to get physically ready, mentally ready for the NFL. I don't think he's there yet. And next year we is is a make or break year for Kenyon Green. Yeah, it's make or break next year for him. Um, sure, he's gonna get a lot of he's gonna get a lot of criticism from the fan base uh for getting hurt, which is sad to say, but at the end of the day, like you said, uh, we all meant we both mentioned it yesterday. If anybody missed yesterday's live, you could find it on Believe in Texans podcast anywhere where you stream all your podcasting platforms. That's B L E A V, Believe in Texans. As we were saying yesterday, he's still only 22 years old, and it's what we grabbed from Titus Howard, who defended him in Twitter or X or whatever you want to call that. So, Kenyon Green is not going to be your left guard. Uh, you ent- We entered the season thanking our offensive line was going to be Laramie Tunsil, mm. Kenyon Green, mm. Juice Scruggs, mm. Shaq Mason, mm-hmm. and Titus Howard. Mm. As of right now, if week one was tomorrow, you would only have two out of those five playing. Laramie Tunsil and Jack Mason. That's worrisome a little bit. I like that the Texans have made these moves, these small little minor moves to grab in a few offensive linemen. But you invested a lot into this position group. And we had the predictions of they could be a top 15 offensive line. Yes. And maybe dance around the top 10 area. And now it's not looking good right now. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're going to have Titus back. You're going to have Scruggs back. But it's a little it's a little worrisome right now for me. Um, No, it is. And, you know, don't want to give up on Kenyon Green just yet. It's very discouraging, um, especially when you look at the talent that was – that was taken, you know, after him, Jordan Davis, Kyle Hamilton, you know, Jamison Williams, if you want to throw it out there. Kenyon Green, get healthy, man. Come back next year and just prove people wrong. I like how you brought up Titus Howard because Titus Howard was moved all throughout the offensive line his first four years. Finally finds his home and right tackle. Do we have to have that kind of patience with Kenyon Green? It looks like we will have to, man. But sad to hear that he goes down. Now I think it is important that Titus Howard is ready by week one. We've heard that he has been practicing and is trying to get ready by week one. But now I think it's a necessity that 71 has to suit up. And I I was the opposite where I'm thinking, oh, Titus, you know, everyone's ready. The only one that's going to be out is Titus Howard. And I'm thinking, oh, you know what? It's one game. If he has, you don't have to force him out there. Don't force him out there, you know? Now, hell, I'm agreeing with you. I'm like, hey, man, I need Titus out there. Mm -hmm. Cast or not, I need his ass out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, to have him, Shaq, and Laramie Tunsil, the main three of your offensive line, most, again, most NFL teams can't say that, you know, they got three legitimately good offensive, good to great offensive linemen across the board there. 
Left guard and center is going to be worrisome for me. I don't know what we're going to do there. Mm. <laughs> I know we traded for Kendrick Green. There's a lot of negativity around Steelers fans on Kendrick Green's name. I'll say this, though. The offensive scheme is a very nice scheme fit for the offensive linemen. Mm. And we mentioned before, Wade Smith, Mike Brizel, both of those guys were not anybody that was setting the world on fire in the NFL. And they ga- they came into this scheme, and they became pro bowlers. Yeah. So I'm not saying Kendrick Green is going to be a pro bowler, but maybe he's more comfortable. Maybe he needs to change the scenery. Why are they playing him at fullback? That's that's that kind of sounds dumb to me. It does sound done dumb. It makes me feel a little less, you know, confident in the O line come week one. Shout out to the Astros. They gave it to them last night. Given to mm. them right now. Jose mm. Abreu, mm. a homer and a RBI hit later on in the game. Shout out to Jose Abreu. But as we look towards the Houston Texans 53-man roster, let's start with the quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud, obviously. Mills Millie and Case Keenum. Shout out to Case Keenum. Just collecting a check at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me see. Harley needs a new Texan shirt, bro. Hey, man, we actually wash these shirts, believe it uh, or yeah. not. Yeah, you know, you know, well, I, I got on. some hate too, you know? Shout, shout out to shout out to Clutch City Smoke Shop. Dude, shout out, shout out to Clutch City Smoke Shop, man. I, mean, I, I need to go there. I need to go there. Mm-hmm. You need to check it out, buddy. I love smoke shops, bro. It's just the problem is I go in there. And I go straight to the to the water pipes, right? You can't call them bongs at smoke shops. <laughs> and you know, you know, you start looking water at pipes. the oozes, you start looking at the you know the different the, designs, the cheeches mm. and chongs, and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you get excited, you know. Your running backs, Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary, Mike Boone, who had a fantastic preseason matchup against the Saints, and Dare Abungawale. A surprise right there. Shout out to Dare, man. And to finish it off, Andrew Beck, fullback slash tight end. We all knew Andrew Beck was going to make this roster. Yeah. So far, the surprise name is Dare Bungawale, man. How do you feel about that? I'll be honest. When I look at the offense or, you know, quarterbacks, obviously we already knew. The running backs, Bungawale is a little of a shock to me. Yeah. I thought they would only keep three running backs given that Beck a fullback was going to be there. Mm-hmm. So you're carrying one, two, three, four, five guys in mm. the running back fullback group. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Obunga Wale, but I assume they're keeping him for the special teams uh, contributions that he can make to this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, that doesn't do a lot for me. <laughs> it just doesn't to say the least. YNG Alfred Cobra said, I hope we go and get Dodson Risner or Risner or Rizzler. <laughs> but our boy Patrick Storm tweeted yep. at Dodson Risner literally an hour ago and said, Hey, what are you doing for the next eight to nine months? <laughs> Dodson Risner said, I am ready. I have been ready. I think he's 28 years old around there. And why not? I mean, damn, you might as well, right? Is. Would you have a better performance out of Dotson Reisner or Josh Jones or Kendrick Green? 
well, when I look at experience, when I look at what's the resume and I'm looking at the resumes and I'm like, okay, Kendrick Green, I don't know much about him. He's our star fullback, man. Apparently so. Josh Jones, I mean, he's more of a tackle than he is a guard. He's played guard just because I'm out of necessity. Is it another Titus Howard situation mm. for Josh Jones at the guard position? I'm not entirely sure. But then I look at Dalton Risner, Reisner, and he has experience at guard. He's played well at guard. I mean, that sounds like a no-brainer. You know, I saw someone's tweet, Nick Casario is going to have to pull a rabbit out of his ass for in the next 12 days or however many days till week one. Um that rabbit might be might be poking out that ass right there with Dalton Risner right there. I'm mean, just saying. Shout out to D. Watson. That was not supposed to come out. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Dalton Risner at all. I think he was standing up for one of the Broncos quarterbacks last year um, after he got mad at the offensive line. So – you know, shout out to Dot, uh, Dotson Reisner. Hopefully, we take a crack at him. I would feel pretty good if you go into Reek one with Dotson Reisner as your left guard. Um, right. Wide receivers: Robert Woods, John Mechie, Xavier Hutchison, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Noah Brown. This is a boring wide receiver group. <laughs> Who is going to be your number one weapon? I don't even know. There was a lot of unknown in this wide receiver group, but I mean, hopefully Nico is up there. They've been prioritizing him with CJ Stroud, the seven one three connection that no one has seen on TV. We're going to see that in full effect against the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, look, man, when CJ Stroud and and Tank they were out there, that connection is legit and it's real, and they make some plays. So I hope that we get to see that sooner rather than later. The tight ends, Dalton Schultz, Tegan Quit Toriano, and Brevin Jordan. I, I have not seen him practice. I nope. have not seen him even on the sidelines. Nope. Where has Brevin Jordan been? Um, man, um, hurt. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I would say this. I, I thought of it like this. When I looked at the other tight ends, and I'm like, okay, Eric Thomas, shout out to Landry Locker. Yeah, man, Landry look, Landry is one of the few people who are up there in radio in Houston, Texas, man, who mess with us, who gives us advice. So shout out to Landry Locker. Me and Harley have both reached out to him, asking him, how we can get better, and he happily, you know, answers and is very real with both of us, you know. Yeah, Landry Locker, nice. shout out to him. Super nice. Even though he has the undertones of a of, of, of a douche every once in a and while. He just but had he a is baby. a very generally nice guy. <laughs> and he just had a baby, man. Shout out to the yeah, dad life. Shout out to the dad life for Lion Lock. Um, what was I saying? Tight end. So Brevin Jordan, I thought of it like this. I guess to help cope with myself, I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure. Mason Shrek. I was hurt by that. Really? Because Mason Shrek well. had made some plays with CJ, made some plays with Davis Mills in the red zone. If it yeah. wasn't 
tight end Dalton Schultz making a play. It was Mason Shrek. One was right in front of the season ticket holders, back of the end zone. We were able yeah. to see that there. We got hyped. I would have thought Mason Shrek would have made this team. Yeah. And Eric Tomlinson played well as well in training camp. Those mm-hmm. two I thought were one of your tight end threes. But when I ultimately look at it, I'm going, well, what's the difference between them and Brevin Jordan? I mean, we're really going to pull hay here. We're going to pull strings here. We're going to see which one has the shortest straw. I don't think there's much of a difference between Mm. Shrek, Tomlinson, and Brevin Jordan. The only thing you could say with Brevin Jordan is maybe there's still some potential that's there. Maybe. I still just wonder in terms of how this scheme goes, in terms of how they utilize tight ends. Yes, they like their receiving tight ends, but they also like them to block. Mm. And how well is Brevin Jordan as a blocker? We've seen it before. It's not so hot. Um, Who knows? He's tight end three. I guess I'll roll with it. Maybe we can resurrect the Brev zone. How about that? We haven't seen it since his rookie year, man. And he's like the last of the Mohicans, right? Of the <laughs> yeah. Casario draft class. Thomas Booker, gone. Big Sexy Roy Lopez, gone. Hey, too soon, too soon, too soon, too soon. Gary Wallow, gone. Um, Khalil Davis, gone. That one was tough. Oh, that one was a tough cut. I would have thought really he good. snuck in there. Yeah. Um, I did. Adedayo, uh, the guy from the yeah. UK, you know, hopefully he finds himself on a roster. Fantastic. Man, tough cuts today, man. There is a few tough cuts. There is um, some I question. Which one did you question? When I go back to the offensive line, I am completely floored that they cut Michael Dieter. Especially when you start him against the That same. didn't make no sense to me. It just doesn't. He's familiar with the scheme. He actually looked good mm-hmm. in this preseason week three. And you just lost Kenny Green for the whole season. Juice Scruggs is going to be out for at, at max four weeks. Michael Dieter could play guard and center. So why am I signing him, releasing him, and then trading the six for Kendrick Green, who when we're looking at it, I level – and I'm looking at fans, Steelers fans for Kendrick Green. And I'm like, eh. And I'm looking at what we've seen from Michael Dieter, and I'm going, hmm. I mean, that's a bit of a head scratcher for me. I was super confused. They need depth on the offensive line. They only are carrying eight linemen, and you let go of Dieter. I just don't get that. No, especially, like you said, he did play very well in the game against the same yes. C.J. Stroud, according to D.J. enemy you know, was pressured 0% of his drop back. So I don't know what they're going to do with the interior offensive line. I think Storm said he might come back on the practice squad. But that that is crazy. I don't know what, you know, Nick is doing. And this is the first time we've criticized Nick Casario. And if you go on the Twitter spaces, shout out to them. They are hammering Nick Casario for being willy-nilly with – draft picks how do you feel about nick casario just trading away ever since he's been a gm here 
So, I mean, I don't, I don't care about day three picks. I don't care about more specifically the sixes and the sevens. Mm-hmm. I could care less about. But when you're trading multiple picks to trade up for Garrett Wallow, mm. when you're trading multiple picks to trade up for Nico Collins, who hasn't proven anything yet, you know, like this is what we're talking about here. You traded down to get Kenyon Green, and it hasn't looked anything good yet. Nope. And as soon as you see that these guys haven't performed the way that you, I mean, at least want them to have something, at least Garrett Wallow, at least be a special teamer. Mm-hmm. You know, Nico Collins, at least show me you're a wide receiver too. You know, with Kenyon Green, at least be healthy, <laughs> you know? So it's easy to be frustrated as a fan, and it's easy to go back into the draft and look who was picked afterwards, you know? Whether it's Tyler Lindenbaum. Tyler Linderbaum, Tyler Smith, that Cody Johnson mentioned in our group chat. Um, Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson, Cole Strange from the page. Even though Cole Strange was a reach at that time. But, Mm. I mean, I guess you could throw his name in there. You go to Nico Collins in the immediate one. Amon Ross St. Brown for the Detroit Lions. And, you know, you don't know if he's going to be the same player Mm. here in Houston. But... Uh, it's tough to negotiate the fan to look otherwise. Garrett Wallow, I have no clue who came afterwards. But regardless, those are what I'm harping on. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Marcus Ken. I don't forget that. Let me, let me, because uh, shout out to uh, to Pastor George. Yeah, he, he did a great thread. Tweet. He did a great tweet, man. You know, let me, let me put him out there. He... Put out a tweet, all the draft picks that Nick Casario yeah. has, has traded for. So let me run this down. He's been working on this. 21 players Nick Casario has traded for as a member of the Houston Texans. Kendrick Green, Josh Jones, Xavier Hutchison, Henry Tuatuo, Tank Dale, Juice Scrubs, Will Anderson Jr., Shaq Mason, Thomas Booker, no longer with the team, Christian Harris, John Menchie, Tegan Quitturiano, Blake Cashman, Kadar Holman, Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, we did trade for him. Garrett Wallow, Nico Collins, Ryan Finley, Ryan Izzo, Shaq Lawson, Marcus Cannon. Shout out to Pastor George. His Twitter is at E-A-R-L-A-G-O-D. Give him a follow. Definitely took some time to craft that tweet together. Good work. Good work. Snaps. 21 players, brother. You know, and you want to, like, downplay that because you're like, oh, it's not that many. You know what I mean? But you forget the Shaq Lawson's, the Ryan Finley's, the Tom, Ryan Izzo's. Like, these – I was going to say Tom Izzo. These guys are nobodies. They were going to get cut regardless. Mm. You know? And everyone just goes, oh, all you did was give up a seven-round pick. All you did was give up a six-round pick. That – Sure, that's cool. I can understand them saying that. But you're getting guys that are no longer in the NFL. Like, come on, man. Like, this is this is ugly. This isn't good GMing. <clears throat> and it's okay to criticize Nick Casario. 
No, I'm not. Not like home. this, though. Not like I'm not gonna say fire Nick Casario. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not. It's okay to criticize him. It is okay. You know, it's in, especially now that he's had a few years under his belt. You know, some immediate criticism was unfair to me just because of he was handcuffed when he got here with the Houston Texans. But his first draft class is not looking good. The second draft class right now, we don't know. We, we're hoping Stingley comes out, you know, and turns out to be a good cornerback. I think he will be. Kenyon Green is up in the air right now. Jalen Petrie, magnificent. Damian Pierce, great. Christian Harris, I, I, I got to see it, but it looks like it's trending upwards. Um, Austin Deculus, I mean, I don't um, care about. Again, that's a late-round pick. Don't really care about it too much. But it's obvious trigger happens. Yeah, he is. And I don't mind it, right? Me, me and you, we've always said if you want your guy, go get your guy. Yeah, I love that. You know, when you have a go out there and get them mentality, right? You're gonna obviously have to spend money to make money. When I look at this list, though, it's you know, it's it's you know, it's it's underwhelming, but when you see that. This whole draft class was traded for, man. You have to wait and see. And it's kind of been like that under general manager Nick Casario. It's wait and see. So we have to see how all these trades plan out. But this dude obviously has a trigger finger. And, uh, you know, you got to spend some bread, bro. I'll say this. Yeah, hit the likes, I, folks. 85 people in here. Please yeah, help on, us man. get that like get thing those up. Likes up. I'll say this, man. Like, we just got away from a coach GM that was super trigger happy. And so fans are going to have PTSD from that. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Serio comes in and sure he isn't just unloading the bazooka of players out the door like the previous fool. Mm. But I mean, he's got a semi-automatic right now with these six and seven round picks. I mean, he's just throwing them around like it's cupcakes, like he's Oprah. You get one, you get one, you get one. And I love the mentality of if you want your guy, go get him. But not for Ryan Finley, not for Ryan Izzo, not for a bunch of bums, not for a bunch of guys that are selling car insurance right now or they're trying to get their way as a coach in the NFL. These guys are nobodies. Mm. Why am I giving up sixes and sevens for a bunch of guys that would have been cut the next day, and you could have got them for free. It's the easy yes, right? It's like, it's like, hey, I know you're gonna cut this guy anyway, but let me just make sure. Let me go get the yeah, guy, right? And it's that doubt, like, oh, what if I don't get him? Who the? I'm sorry. If somebody go get Ryan Finley, they could have him. If someone go get Ryan Izzo, they could have their ass. Like, it's just, it's getting a little bit to. To a boiling point with me. I'm starting mm. to get hot with it because immediately I'm like, why are they criticizing Casario? You know, and then I start, then I'm like, okay, let me start thinking about this. Yeah, that's why I opened my eyes because I was like, damn, we, yeah, some of these names are no longer in the league, bro. Shaq Lawson, bro. Shaq Lawson was a waste of time here. Absolute waste of time. A year where you should have grabbed a bunch of undrafted rookies in a COVID year where you knew undrafted rookies were going to be like guys that should have gone in the sixth and seventh round just because scouting wasn't all the way open up. 
that year you should have grabbed more undrafted rookies. Mm. You should have took chances on guys. You should have signed as many as you could. And Nick decides, you know what? No, I'm going to sign everyone to these one-year deals, bunch of veterans. And but guess what? <laughs> yeah, guess what? None of those guys that I can think of off the top of my head are on this roster. Kamu Grugier Hill, Christian Kirksey. Uh, I mean, Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola, Rex Parkhead. I mean, all these guys that are just Tyrod Taylor. I mean, all the, I mean, I didn't mind Tyrod Taylor, to be honest. But, I mean, a lot of these guys, it's just a waste of time for me. These jabs that Nick Casario is, he thinks that these jabs are going to win him the fight. And I'm telling you, buddy, this is not no three-round fight. This isn't no five-round fight. This is a boxing match. This is 12 rounds. You got to keep going, man. Jabs ain't going to do nothing for me. Mm -mm. That, that That's just not going to fly here in Houston. And if it don't work for him, then oh well. He can see his way out the door. Oof. Shout out to Nick Casario, brother. I love look, I love Nick Casario. Yeah, and we loved him. We we, we, we joked we, with him at training yeah, camp. Shout out to Nick. With the with the sweater vests, you know, he's seems like a cool dude. But man, I'm just trying to keep it real, man. It's it's, it's just getting a little bit too soon, Damien. Too soon. See, see, see what you did? You just derailed the train, bro. Just derailed this this train that I was on, man. See, mm. rip my boy Roy Lopez. That's the end of the. Johnny <laughs> said, "Kirksey, I got, but why do you think they cut the Desmond King? I'm not oh. sure. That that that's another one that surprised me, right? I would have thought Desmond King definitely made this roster over Tavier Thomas, and Cameron Dancer got cut after making an INT. So it doesn't matter what he did; they scrapped his ass. You know, seeing." Was it? Let me see who else. Kadar Holman make the team was surprising as well. And yeah, it was. It was. Okay. I, you know, you would think after changing your number to zero that Desmond King makes it, man. Agent Zero is literally Agent Zero on zero NFL teams right now. I have no idea why they cut Desmond King. Give zero to Will Anderson. Oh. Yeah, fuck that Area 51 trademark then. If he gets zero, I'm woo. Oh, anyway, 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 anyway. Let me get on this nickel cornerback because I'm confused. I don't get it. Why do we cut Desmond King? I just don't understand it. And sure, and like Johnny Lambo said, cap space. Um, yeah, I mean they freed up. About 15 million, I want to say, according. I could be butchering that, according to Texans cap. Mm -hmm. um, but nickel cornerback, I mean, this is a position that is you have to have a nickel cornerback in today's NFL. Yeah. Everybody has four wide receivers, three, four, five wide receivers for most of the game. Um, and no offense, Tavier Thomas, but unless I'm getting what he did two years ago or last year with. With Lovey Smith, well, actually, two years ago, he had a great season with Lovey Smith. Maybe he has to lose some weight, man. He looks like a linebacker out there. A little bit. He's he's he thick. It's huge. And I don't mean that in a in a sexual way. Like he just got a lot of muscle. Hey, pause. <laughs> like oh, he has to... <laughs> Richard Sherman and, <laughs> and uh Skip Bailey. Hard. <laughs> pause. It's <laughs> like, whoa, Skip, calm down, old man. <laughs> I just don't get 
the nickel cornerback position right now. Tavier Thomas, uh, he didn't impress me when we were watching him at training camp. For every good play, he had two bad plays. Mm -hmm. You know, like he had some good plays. I still remember that time where he jammed that wide receiver, absolutely demolished him Mm -hmm. at the line. But that goes to what you're saying. He looks like a linebacker. He looks bigger. He looks a little heavier. Whereas before, he was a lot lighter. Yeah, so I don't know what the regimen came into this offseason, but buddy, that 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 program, that workout that you did in the offseason, sure, dog, you look great. Mm. But uh for a cornerback, I don't really need all that. I mean, at the end of the day, Desmond King can not only play nickel cornerback, but he could also be a special teams punt returner, kick returner guy mm-hmm. for you, uh, just in case. He was always solid at it. It's not like he was horrible at nickel. Um I'm just trying to look at who's going to be the nickel cornerback. Mm. Obviously, the the replacement seems to be Tavier Thomas. Yeah. If it's not him, if he performs horribly, then I have no clue if Bradley Roby is at still a decent level playing-wise. I have no clue, but I sure as hell know that Bradley Roby is known for good nickel cornerback play. That is what put him on the charts Mm. when he was with the Denver Broncos. I don't know if he's still anywhere near the same player when he was a Texan here because he was magnificent here. Had a great time with him. Uh, Just pretty sad that he came in when the organization was in the dumps. If he came in a few years sooner, ooh, ooh, that would have been nice to see. Regardless, he's available. He got cut by the Saints. They tried trading for him. That's a guy I wouldn't mind throwing a mm. six or a seven four. Not okay. no goddamn fullback. Kendrick Green? Kendrick Green? Fullback center guard? What is this? <laughs> but we're going to cut the the center guard that actually looked good for you week three in the preseason. And don't take our words for it. Seth Payne said he looked good. Like, you got local media say, hey, man, Michael Dieter looked really good there. You know, so what are we missing here? What are we mm. not seeing? There's a I trust be, Amico. A trade is going to happen, right? Like, is that what's going to be? Is are we getting a guard? Are we getting a corner? You know, I'm just not entirely sold on Tavier Thomas. That's mm. what I'm trying to really. That's the ultimate point. I'm not sold on him as a nickel corner, which is sad because two years ago, he played at a All Pro level yeah. almost at nickel. Um, I think was voted just, one, the best slot corner in the league. Yes, yes. So, I mean, at the end of the day, though, when we're looking at him at training camp, he just didn't look good. Mm. He's getting burnt by Xavier Hutchinson. Chase. Hutchinson's a six-round pick. Mm. Sure, he should have got higher. Regardless, that's a six-round pick. He getting burnt, burnt. Like, ooh, ugly looking. Your defensive tackles. Hassan Ridgeway. Sheldon Rankings. Malik Collins. Kurt Heinish, your edge rushers, Jerry Hughes, Will Anderson Jr. Where am I at? Jonathan Grenard. There we go. And rookie Dylan Horton. How do you feel about the Houston Texans defensive line? They could use a Hispanic dude in there. Oh, Harley Dugan. Ah, watch, watch me take Roy's number. Uh, Look, man, I guess it's okay. Four defensive tackles is a little bit of a shock for me. Um, But 
Dylan Horton was a guy that can play inside outside. I really, I'd rather him play outside, but he has the versatility to do so. We saw Will Anderson at one point in training camp yep. play inside, and that was scary because he demolished Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason in training camp when he was inside playing DT. I'm not saying that's going to happen a lot. I wouldn't expect it to happen a lot, mm-hmm. but it's it's another it's a part of their rotation apparently. So why not use it to your full advantage? If there's a weak guard, you could throw Will Anderson over there. I mean, why not? Um, four DTs is a little bit of a shock for me. Um, you know why they cut Martin though? I, mm, Jacob Martin's a one-dimensional guy to me. He's just a speed rusher. He's an edge rusher. Sure, he's he could be he's solid at it. Um, but when I got Will Anderson, I got Jonathan Bernard, I got Jerry Hughes. I don't really know if I really needed Jacob Martin, mm-hmm. <laughs> to put it quite simply. Your linebackers, Henry Tuatua, Denzel Perriman, Christian Harris, Jake Hansen, Blake Cashman. And Neville Hewitt, shout out to Neville Hewitt, a special teams demon, was all over the field on special teams there in the preseason. The linebacker core I feel very good about because it is led by head coach D'Amico Ryans. Corey Little then was cut. I think I heard that there might be a practice spot available for him. Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, I'm not, not, you know, I'm good on Corey Littleton. He's okay, whatever. Your cornerbacks, Derek Stingley, Tavier Thomas, Steven Nelson, Kadar Holman, and Shaq Griffin. Surprise, surprise. I was, you know, we were having thoughts about Shaq Griffin. What is he going to bring to this Houston Texans secondary with Steven Nelson having a fantastic training camp, man? Yeah, um, had man. a good pass breakup in the first quarter against the Saints. Shout out to Shaq Griffin. Your safeties, Jimmy Ward, who might be the captain of your whole entire team. Yeah, MJ Stewart, Jalen Petrie, Eric Murray, Graylin. Uh, hey, dude, Eric Murray, bro. He has looked different, bro. You, you. When it's all said and done, I hope Eric Murray is here when the Houston Texans are a successful team. I mean, I have no problem with him now. He is everywhere around the ball. He makes plays. He's in the backfield at times. Mm-hmm. D'Amico apparently seems like he knows how to use them. That was always the problem. Is you grabbed guys and you did not know where to fucking put them at. Bill O'Brien just threw people anywhere. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. So, yeah, Eric Murley. Eric Murley. Eric Murray, he's been balling, bro. Mm. Absolutely balling. Shout out to Nacho with the comment. And to end off the 53-man roster, John mm. Weeks, your long snapper. Cameron Johnson, your okay. punter. And Kaimi Christian Fairbairn is your kicker. This is the Houston Texans 53-man roster. How do you feel about it? It's a little underwhelming. Mm. You know how yesterday we talked about how confident are you are in this team? And you gave me, I believe, a seven and a half, eight. Yeah. Are you still sticking with that? I'm down to a six. The Kenyon Green injury hurts a lot. It does, just because 
offensive line issues, Scruggs as well. And I'm looking at this final roster and I'm going, okay, so this is what the final roster is looking like. Okay. When I'm putting, now the puzzle is complete. Mm-hmm. You know, before it's like trying to put all the pieces together. We got a lot of hype around this season. All right. That's done. Fuck the hype. This is the puzzle. This is your cake. Now you got to eat it. Mm. I mean, Harley, you're down to six because of Big Sexy. Look, man, I, I, I'm putting that aside because because of Big Sexy, it, it'd be down to a three. Let's be real. But we're not going to get that down far, all right? We're we, we trying to stay up here on Believe in Texans podcast. So with that being said, the puzzle is complete. The cake mm-hmm. is complete. I mean, the roster kind of looks a little okay. It looks okay. It looks average. I hope that it's good enough to not give them goddamn Cardinals a top five pick. Because <sighs> they're trying to tank. and Trying? <laughs> My goodness. Dude, there is a little bit more pressure. I, you know, I think we kind of got shot back to reality, you know? Like, yes, this is a team that's still going to be rebuilding and trying to turn a new page on their franchise. Uh, I'm a, I'm around a six or seven, you know, I need to see what they, you know, what they're doing with the offensive line. I mean, if they get Dotson and Risner, then, I, you know, then I'm like, okay, okay. all right. Okay. They, they understand what are the weaknesses right now yes. in this team. You bring him in. This is a, a guy who is going to be your starting left guard. And that's the type of move I need to see. Um, but yeah, bro, it's uh the pressure's on a little bit more now that you said this is the puzzle. This is the cake that we are going to be eating. I do, I do like some cake. Mm. Speaking of cake, I'm on a I'm at one piece of the arc where they're at uh Cake Island and uh they're going against Big Mom and you watch One Piece, brother? No, man. That's, it's just way too many episodes. There's a uh, Netflix is coming out with yeah, the live Thursday. action show. Um, Are you going to tune into that or? Oh, a hundred percent, bro, dude. That 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 this anime that I'm watching, bro, it's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time for mm. you know for what he's doing. When mm. when you find out what the One Piece is, because no one freaking knows right now, it's going to break the internet, dude. But back to the Houston Texans. Shout out to Oda and the One Piece fandom. <sighs> brother, we are finally here. The next football game that we are going to play count towards the win-loss column. And thank you, everyone, who was with us all throughout training camp, all throughout preseason. And, you know, this is where we really get going. You know, 76 people into this live stream. Please, guys, drop some Ws and please like the live stream. You see, the Don, we you know we can't have this. I'm in a hand side. Dude. Come on, shout we out. We got to rid of number four, bro. Like, shout out to Massage Watson. Sheesh, bro. One and zero, week one. Watch. How would you feel the Houston Texans beat beat the Baltimore Ravens? I see you, G. I see you, G. Okay. Locker room. T- yeah. So I heard that too from. I want to say it was Texans cap again. Or he said it on Landry's stream or something. I could be wrong. I saw it on a tweet somewhere. But, yeah, I did see that maybe Risner is a 
toxic locker room guy. You know what that sounds like to me? Energy vampire. Uh, no. <laughs> it's a good it's a good piece though. It sounds like exactly what you just mentioned earlier today in in this podcast. Oh, well, he stood up for his quarterback. Yeah. Well, that means he's a locker room cancer. You know, like, oh, mm. come on. He's standing up for one of his guys. That could be anything. That could be misleading. So I'm not fully sold on that. Um, so who knows? But I would not mind Risner coming to the Texans. And right as we, um, like uh, Oscar said, we are 12 days away from week one, bro. Is it came here faster than one we thought, but I, I, dude, I am excited, bro. And the Canyon Green news does hurt. Obviously, it it uh, breaks my not breaks, but lowers my confidence a little bit. However, <laughs> yep, yep. The honorable discharge. Use it as a fantasy football team name. My football, my fantasy team name is the Riley Reed Option. Um, if you know, you know. Interesting, interesting. Shout out to one of the goats. I usually always go with the Happy Endings LLC. You know, we're <laughs> Happy Endings Incorporated. You know, the uh, Deshaun's Massage Parlor, bro. We have to do something like that when he comes back to Houston, right? He's coming to Houston, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Shit, I have to look that up again. I don't remember. I think so. Are uh, you going to any of the tailgates? Um, initially I have no plans for that. So who knows? That could always change. Bro, it's lit. We get a, we get a little, a little, a little trash right before the game. Harley, as we end this episode, man, where can the fans find you, brother? You can type in at the lead underscore H O U anywhere on your social media platforms. Just go into the search engine, type in at the lead underscore H O U. Uh, you can find us on Believe in Texans podcast, man. Type it into anywhere where you stream all your podcasting platforms. It is on Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, B-L-E-A-V, Believe in Texans. If you missed the episode, go ahead and check it out. Watch those ads for us, boys. Watch those ads for us. You can type in 713 Houston Sportcast in the search bar for me. Try to get me and Harley as one of the hottest shows in Houston, guys, and how you do that liking our live streams checking out the uh believe in houston texans podcast obviously if you guys are here you guys are already subscribed to me and harley you know we are trying to be you know your guys's go-to for the houston texans so thank you guys for being a part of tonight's live stream the 81 people that are in here you guys y'all have a very blessed night please be safe and enjoy the rest of your week thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.